Welcome to Tank Talk, folks. So excited to be here to talk with you about the aquarium hobby and how it's impacting people's lives all over the world. My name is John, and I am joined today by my lovely co-host and wife, Lisa. Hello. We have a really good topic for you today, and it's going to be our big box pet stores, good or bad for the hobby. But... There's a couple of updates that I have to get to before we get to that. And the first is, I'm not supposed to talk about. Oh. But today is a very special day. The day of recording this podcast is my lovely wife Lisa's birthday. Happy birthday oh. to you. It's just another day. It's not every, it's not just another day. It's not every day somebody turns 28 years old. Yeah, like how many times have I turned 28 at this point? <laughs> and, I don't even know how old I am anymore. <laughs> and we will disregard the fact that you have a 28-year-old son. Do the math on that one. But uh, but it is my lovely wife's birthday. And uh, I agree with her. Birthdays are, at this point, no big deal. But uh, still has to be said. So Thank you. The The other update I have for you is... This tank right here behind me was supposed to have the substrate put in it last weekend. I, I don't even remember why it wasn't done. And then it, it just didn't get done. So it's going to get done tomorrow. I'm really, really excited about that. I will be doing a video about that. I don't know when it's going to come out because we've got so many other projects going on that we're doing videos on. It's going to come out at some point, And I'm very excited about it because that tank, you probably will see, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll probably see one of the bikers swim by and then a plume of nastiness fly up off the bottom. That's what happens in that tank. And it's very, very frustrating, but <clears throat> tomorrow, gonna get it taken care of. So hopefully on the next podcast, maybe not because we're recording these in, in different order. I don't know, it might be a little bit before you see that tank looking the way it should look so that's all we got as far as the updates going on today um did, I, I, I don't want to just get right into it do you have anything you wanted to talk about before we go not really <laughs> sorry great contributor to the show thank you so much for that well let's get right into the topic then uh big box pet stores are they good or bad for the hobby uh want to run a couple of scenarios by you uh not you lisa but the audience and and you too sure okay uh because i think this is something that is very very common and i think it's it well I, I don't think i know it's something that we're going to be talking about a lot throughout this episode uh there's a couple of scenarios that happen one is mom picks up the kids from school and she's on her way home and realizes she needs to stop and pick up some cat food for the six stray cats that she feeds every single night. Mm. And so with the kids in the back of the minivan, she stops by good old PetSmart or Petco to pick up that cat food. And while in there, you know, she can't break the law and leave the kids in the car, she brings them in with her. And while in there, the kids walk by and say, oh, mommy, look, look at, the look at the fishies. They're so cute. Look at them. Can we get one? Can we get one? And there you have it. 
And this is where it all begins. And then there's also same scenario with the dad. Dad stops by to pick up treats for his chihuahuas. And while he's in that store, he's walking by and he sees a tank with some Oscars in it. They're little, but he sees them and they're like, oh, look at the googly eyes on that fish. That, that is so cool. Hmm. I think I'm liking this. I, I, I might ask the boss when I get home if I can get me one of these tanks. Or he's one of those people that believes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. And he just says, I'm going to go ahead and get me a whole setup right now take it home and I'm going to be a fish keeper buying fish on impulse, buying fish to make kids happy, being introduced to this hobby by these big box pet stores is way more common than I think anybody thinks. And I think I don't have facts to, to back me up on this, but it's just my personal opinion. I think this is how most fish keepers are introduced to this hobby is by seeing it while doing something else. And there are thousands and thousands of people that go in and out of Petco's and PetSmart's. I know there's other big box stores too. These are the two that we have on the East Coast. Uh, I think there's one more, but you never really see them. There's like Pets Plus. Um, we have a Pets Plus. Is that, is that what we have? Yeah. yeah. And then a Petco just um, opened yeah. across the street from them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a brand new Petco that just opened up. I haven't even been there we yet. We say we, and the funny thing is, it's still 45 minutes away from us. Well, yeah. And if we skip that and we go a little bit farther north, we've got Aquariums Unlimited. So I'd rather skip that to begin with and go straight up there. <laughs> I agree, but you know what? There's, uh, there's something to be said about the convenience, which is not really convenient for us. When we lived in King George, we had a Petco two miles from us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it was real easy. You know, we don't need to buy eight packages of frozen foods because the Petco's right there. We can just go and get them whenever we need them. Yeah, that was convenient. And that's that's one of the things that we'll have to list under the pros of, uh, of these stores is that they're convenient. They're all over the place. A lot of times they're right next to other stores that you'd be going to regularly, like Walmarts or Targets. They do that intentionally. So... And you they know. have some really cool programs. Like if you want to do that uh, shipping thing every month, you schedule to have a certain thing shipped every month. You get like a small percentage taken off and they ship it. And I've taken complete advantage of that when it comes to PetSmart and getting like uh, the kitty litter or the big things of dog food or cat food that, you know, I don't want to lug through the grocery store and have to stick in the car then take it out of the car and take it in the house it's just easier to have it shipped to the house so she'd rather just torture the fedex FedEx guy yeah (laughs) well and then i get so many cans of like cat food and stuff that it just makes sense to have five boxes of stuff delivered on the porch then try to you know, I got to buy food for us, too, when I go to the grocery I store. I understand. So it's just easier. So, you know, the Petco's and the PetSmart's, they have those ship-to-your-door type situations. And, uh, you know, it's not just with cat food and, and dog food. It's with anything, you know, that they have. So it's convenient. And in your defense, our, our defense, 
we did not do that kind of thing when we lived two no. miles from a Petco. Oh, my gosh, no. Now that Petco, I mean, the, the Petco that we have 45 minutes away just opened within the last month. Right. So we didn't have access, easy access to right. to that kind of thing. So that's why you took advantage of that. And that's why the FedEx guy hates us. He, he does. <laughs> he hates us. But, I mean, the boxes that he has to deliver are, are super heavy. But... The scenario that I laid out for you, um, and, and of course that could be taken in any way. It could be any parent stopping by and sees it and is attracted to fish keeping and, and is inter introduced that way. Pretty much every single parent that goes into a store, if their kids are with them, that goes into a PetSmart or a Petco, they're gonna take their kids in with them. And that's a story that's been written a million times. Yeah, we went in there, little Timmy saw the beta and said, oh, mommy, I want one. And, and next thing you know, they have nine aquariums in their house. I mean, that, that's, I'm going to say it again. I think that more fish keepers have been introduced to fish keeping from those stores and that kind of a scenario than any other scenario out there. Um, you don't have people just randomly walking into mom and pop fish stores. Maybe they do. But I think they're a lot more rare than the people that walk into Petco and PetSmart and say, let's just go see what's in there. Right. They do that all the time. I remember way back in the day, I used to live in a town, used to live there too, called Stafford, Virginia. Yep. And I remember they built this whole new shopping center right on the side of the highway. And it was right on the exit where we would go to, to get home. And they put a Petco in there. And was it a, no, it was a PetSmart. Are you and talking about over where the movie theater was? No, I'm talking about the new place off 610, not off Route 1. Oh, okay. The, anyway, I, I think it was a PetSmart. And I remember when that store opened, it was like a major event. We didn't have, this was 10, 12 years before I met you. Uh, we didn't have big box pet stores around us then. Um, and so that was a really big deal when that store opened up and they had two gigantic aquariums that probably had to be 1500 gallons a piece. Wow. And then they had the big acrylic tube that connected the two. It was so cool. You wouldn't see anything like that in a PetSmart now, but back then, uh, they really went all out to, to make their stores stand out and, uh, and that was really cool. And I just remember it being blown away. And I remember being so thankful because at the time, Stafford, Virginia did not have anywhere where I could buy aquarium supplies. So there we go. When I was a kid and lived in Stafford, Virginia, it was a two lane road on 610. It was not anything like it was when you moved there. <laughs> Next thing she's going to say is, I walked to school both ways uphill in the snow with no shoes on. Uh -huh. and <laughs> That's when I lived in Manassas. I had to walk to school. And, <laughs> and it was in the snow. Thank you very much. I did walk to school in the snow. <laughs> but it wasn't as long of a walk. I can honestly say where I lived growing up, I, I never once walked to school. I would have had to walk like four miles on back roads and and it would not have worked out very well. But... <laughs> Let's go through pros and cons of these big box pet stores. And as I said, I think I said it in the beginning, this is not 
uh, a podcast that's going to be all about smearing these stores. In fact, it's going to be the exact opposite. I am somebody who is an advocate for these stores, not because I receive any kind of financial benefit or anything, but simply because I, I believe I wish in these we stores. did. We could get a discount on cat food. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it, funny little side note here. I did a video about Petco a long time ago, the one that was in uh, I remember. Um, yeah. La Plata, Maryland. Right. Went up there. I bought some fish from there. The lady that helped me out was awesome. I actually did a video of the entire experience, and I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they knew our information, but we got a $200 gift card from Petco like a month later in the mail. Yeah, that was so cool. And it was, they wrote, uh, somebody wrote a note thanking us for it and all this. And I was like, what? That was, that was bananas. Uh, I don't, I still don't know how they got our address, but that was very, very cool. So we have benefited financially. We didn't ask for it. It was a surprise. Um, that $200 but, is long gone. Oh, that was spent like <laughs> within a couple of weeks of getting it. But that's the only connection we've ever had with with Petco or, or PetSmart. Um, and, it, you know, I went there. I was not intending on doing that video, but I did the video anyway because there was a particular employee there that we loved. She was awesome. And I went in there and I asked her, hey, can I film this? I'm just going to buy some fish. And she was like, I don't think you're supposed to. But, you know, if you do, I'm not going to chase you out of the store. And we did it. She was awesome. It was just I was just doing what I was doing. Yeah. And it all worked out. And it was a good experience. And I felt like sharing that. I, I did not do it ever expecting there to be any anything in return from Petco. I, to be honest, I didn't even expect them to see it but they did they have a youtube channel yeah. and they saw it and they they sent us a gift card which i thought was really cool but I that has nothing had, to do with why we're doing this i think that at that time too there had been a video or two downing petco so they were probably very appreciative of something positive <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna say any channels names it was just you know <laughs> I, I don't I know what you're talking about. I don't even remember what the names were, but I probably would. I probably would say the names because I, I just think it's I think if somebody trashes these stores, these stores are not perfect. They've got their cons and we're going to get into that. But if somebody makes videos trashing those stores, it's because they don't look big picture. They don't look at what the real deal with these stores is and why I believe we should all be thankful for these stores. I think our industry should be thankful for these stores, but they're not perfect. But before we get into the not so perfect aspects of these stores, let's talk about the good things about them. Uh, the first thing is, I'm not going to go through the whole scenario again, but exactly what I was talking about before. They introduce people to this hobby that otherwise probably would not be exposed. How do people get introduced to fish keeping? Either that scenario, stopping by to buy cat food, they see it and they go, wow. Maybe you go to a friend's house and your friend has an aquarium and you say, wow, I know, I, I don't know how this happens, but I know that there are people who are introduced to aquariums through YouTube. Thank you, YouTube, because usually that would mean for whatever reason, YouTube recommends one of our videos to somebody. Right. I was told a story by somebody at, at one of the Aquachellas 
that said, I was watching videos and I walked away and I came back. I was, it was like car videos that he was watching and he came back and one of our videos were on. It oh. was just auto played on YouTube. Right. Yeah. And he saw the video. This was back when the channel was just me. And he was like, I saw what you were doing. I thought it was really cool. And now I have 11 tanks. And <laughs> that is so cool. So it is true that, that there are other ways that people can get introduced to this hobby. But I, I do think that the majority of new fish keepers come from these big box, big box pet stores. Or else, you know, there are a lot of people that um, their parents had fish and then they became fish keepers. That's so, 100% true, yeah. Or, you know, maybe they had, their parents had fish when they were a kid and then they moved out, they did their thing and realized, you know what, I really liked what my parents did, so I want to be a fish keeper now. And the first place they think of to go to is like a Petco or a PetSmart because you can get anything and everything there. Well, and that's going to be that's going to bring me to my next point of the of one of the pros of them. But it just has to be said, it was not PetSmart or Petco, but both of us were introduced to this hobby in this exact scenario that we're talking about. Being at a pet store for another reason, right. seeing it and saying, oh, I like that. And then becoming fish keepers. It wasn't mine was Creatures and Critters. Yours was Azalea Aquariums in Richmond. Virginia, um, that's how it happened for both of us, but doesn't have anything to do with PetSmart or Petco. But we did end up at, was it PetSmart? That night. That yep. very night after yep. I decided I was going to come home with an arowana that John told me I should not get. Yes, I did. On impulse, I was like, I want this. I want this arowana. She's so cute. She's adorable. I named her Pip. And she was going to go in uh, John's tank with his arowana. And he said, I don't think that's a good idea. And he was right. It was not a good idea. And so uh, we ended up at PetSmart buying a new aquarium for me to put my arowana in by herself. And so, then you got me two uh, discus. That's true. <laughs> for my birthday. All in all, <laughs> that whole fiasco turned out to be a good day, but it started. That got me into a, fish keeping. Yep. It started as a scenario, again, not PetSmart or Petco, but at a fish store for something else, seeing it, and now you're introduced to it. Yeah. Um, so there you go. But as we touched on a second ago, with these being huge chains, and, you know, the, the corporation itself is going to run things very much like a Walmart or a Home Depot or a Target or a Food Lion or gro Giant Food, Whole Foods. It's based on population. They, they look around at populated areas. If it has the right amount of population, okay, well, we can put a Petco or a PetSmart there. And a lot of times they put both there. I can't tell you how many shopping centers in Virginia and Maryland have both in the same shopping center oh, yeah. over and over and over and over again. Um, and so because of that, they're very convenient. They're everywhere. You're not going to see them on every corner like McDonald's or Burger King, but 
they're all over the place, usually within, you know, a short distance from it's people. not as bad as the Dollar Tree and the Family Dollar connect it to the same building and it's straight down. That's true. <laughs> you know, a division right in the middle. I just think that's the craziest thing. <laughs> like they're both in the same building, connect it. They share the same sign and it's in half. Yep. It's so funny. <laughs> First time I saw that, I was like, is this real? <laughs> Very common in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, in fact, right around the corner from our house is one of those. But, you know, they're not as convenient as your Dollar Generals and stuff like that. But they are everywhere. And they're usually around an anchor store. Like I said earlier, it might be a, a Whole Foods or a Target or a Walmart. Something that a lot of traffic is going to be going to. They put a PetSmart or a Petco there for the purpose of getting those people to walk through it and to make those impulse buys. That might be looked at as kind of a shady practice, but that's how they do it, and it works. Uh, all big box pet stores in all industries do that. It makes it a very convenient place for people. When we lived in, um, in King George, we had one two miles from us. When I lived in Stafford, I had one, not the one I was talking about earlier, but maybe like eight minutes away. Uh, if you go up to Northern Virginia, there's one on every block. I mean, they're all over the place. So they're very convenient and very easy to, to find. If, if it's easy to get, people are gonna take care of their pets better. So that's another huge pro for them, convenience. Um, I don't think this is talked about much but it has to be said about both PetSmart and Petco, the cleanliness of the stores. For the most part. I mean, you can go in there sometimes and, and things might be a little dicey, but you know, when you compare it to a lot, not all, of course not all, but a lot of side of the road mom and pop fish stores particularly, uh, they are night and day compared to, to those. Uh, you're not going to be walking in there and have it smell like weed <laughs> like wow. we had that one time. Um, instead, it's very clean. It doesn't usually smell. It has a Petco PetSmart smell, but it's not an offensive smell. Right. I don't I don't know if everybody listening or watching knows what I'm talking about, but they're, they both smell the same, and it's it's almost like a dog food smell or something. It's not an offensive smell at all, but they both smell the same. Well, they're so much bigger. The space is so much, you know, they're just so much larger than most of your mom and pop stores, unless you're, you're talking about, like, House of Tropicals or something. But that's just a huge building with a bunch of aquariums, and it does smell fishy. It does. So, and I'm not offended by the fishy no, smell. No, I don't care. Um, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I mean, but then you go to a, like an Aquariums Unlimited, and that's a spotless, just very nice aquarium store that you're not gonna be like, oh my gosh, it smells like. It doesn't smell like fish at all. Oh no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And uh, newsflash, folks, I did get it confirmed. Mark from Aquariums Unlimited is coming here again. Oh, yay. And he is going to sit with me. Oh, goody. And we're going to do a podcast together, and I'm super excited about that. Is he going to bring the sloth? 
oh, I don't think he's going to bring <laughs> Bellatrix Lestrange. Uh, I tried to convince She's him so to name the sloth, who is a female. I tried to get him to name her Myrtle because he likes to name his pets after Harry Potter characters. Um, but he decided on Bellatrix. I, I don't know why. I was offended because I thought he was going to name her Myrtle. <laughs> but Moaning Myrtle just seemed to fit a sloth. But anyway, you, do, you are going to have your stores like Aquariums Unlimited that are pristine. Uh, you could eat off of the floors. But a lot of mom and pop stores, I mean, I could, I could tell you a list right now of 50 of them that are just gross. Nova Tropicals was always very clean. That's very uh, true. There's that one that we went to in Dallas, which was spotless, too. Yep. Uh, what was that? Um, um, fish Gallery. Fish Gallery, yeah. There's tons of fish stores out there that do a good job of keeping their stores clean. But all Petco's and PetSmart's are, are pretty clean for pet stores. They're very clean. They do a really good job of that. They deserve credit for that. Uh, and you can take you can take your kids to one of those places and you don't have to worry about them getting some kind of infection or, uh, you know, being, you know, getting secondhand uh, contact highs like we did at that one store. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> I still wouldn't recommend letting your kids walk in, walk around with no socks and shoes on, though. Like, to walk around barefoot. They still need to wear their shoes. I wouldn't let them walk around with no oh socks and gosh. shoes on anywhere. I was at the dollar store. This is completely off topic. And there was a family there, and the kids were just running around, running around like crazy, and they had no socks and shoes on. And <laughs> that just bothers me because it's like, uh, you want to be barefoot at home. That's one thing. But you're not Will Nace escaping a tank at the dollar <laughs> store. <laughs> Will Nace, that joker, walks around with his giant size 18 feet uh, barefoot all the time. His feet are tan. <laughs> when I take my socks off, it looks like I still have white socks on. Uh, but Will actually has tan, tan feet, tan feet yep. which is bizarre. Uh, anyway, uh, they're, they're clean, they're convenient, and they carry the, the essentials that you're going to need to not only start up in this hobby, but also maintain this hobby. They're going to carry all of the essentials that you would need, and they're going to carry them at affordable prices. Now, we're going to talk about pricing in a little bit as one of the cons. I'm going to probably have to go on one of my little rants, but you never hear anyone. I've, I've never heard anyone say, I don't shop at PetSmart because they're too expensive. Right. I've heard that about some mom and pop stores, but I've never heard that about uh, a, a Petco or a PetSmart. So, you know, they're, they're, they're affordable, convenient, clean. They have everything that you're going to need. Even the cutest pet clothes like their pet clothes they have it like per season or holidays you know and it's so cool because you could go in there and get a special little outfit for your dog for valentine's <laughs> day or for christmas or halloween or pride month or you know whichever month it is or whatever you know holiday it is they have these special little outfits and they're just so cute <laughs> yeah and if you walk around the non-fish section and you're a crazy person like me or particularly that wife of mine you can get into a lot of trouble in that oh, yeah. store buying just 
all kinds of stuff Especially for cats and dogs. for cats and dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, those, all of those pros are big, big pros. Those, those are big reasons to uh, be on the side of the big box pet stores. Um, but, but what about the cons? Because they're not perfect. There are issues. Um, the first con, and this is something that everyone is going to say, it's going to be the first thing on their list because you hear it all the time. The staff doesn't know what they're talking about. I've heard that so many times. I don't go into Petco or PetSmart because I don't trust their staff. Um, what's the best word that I could use to describe this? Poppycock. <laughs> that's a good one. I, I don't think that's true. Now, are PetSmart and Petco employees people with 30 years experience that have been keeping fish since before you were born? Most likely not. They are young people, usually. Um, it's almost like universally, they're, they're young people. And when I say young, I don't mean 15. I mean younger people, late teens, early 20s, a lot of times. Um, and they are taught the essentials. They're taught what to do. They're taught by the corporate office. You know, I don't know if they have to go to classes or I don't know how they do it, but I know that Petco PetSmart, they, they do educate their employees um, enough to get them started. And they understand the general concept of fish keeping. They understand the questions that they're supposed to ask before somebody buys a, a fish, whether they do that or not. I don't know, but they're supposed to. Um, they understand the fundamentals of it, whether that went in one ear and out the other and they just don't retain it and they just net whatever fish people ask them for. I, I don't know. There are some bad ones. There are bad employees in every store. But I do think to say that it's kind of a universal thing that Petco and PetSmart employees don't know anything about fish, I just think that's wrong. We've had multiple people at Petco's that we've just absolutely adored. And they've been extremely knowledgeable in fish. I'm a terrible person. I don't remember any of their names. But I know we had that one in Fredericksburg, that we, that guy that was awesome. And then he ended up moving to the King George store for no, a little bit. No, it was bit. the opposite. He, he was from the King George store and then he went to Fredericksburg. Oh, we lost him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was, I, I don't remember his name. It was too long ago. But he was awesome. Right. And, you know, the, the one I did that video with, I don't remember her name either. I'm a terrible person. But she was awesome. There's been so many people. Hey, this like, is Jordan from, Conroy, and you're listening to Tank Talk, presented by KG Tropicals. Well, yes, you are indeed. Uh, sorry, that was a hitting of the wrong button for me. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, that was a <laughs> I wasn't blooper. sure if you were going to edit that out, so I just stopped talking. <laughs> no, we'll but, keep it in. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been times where I've gone to Petco or PetSmart, and I absolutely respect the people that come up to me. They have no idea who I am. And they, you know, when I'm asking about, you know, getting a fish or something or whatever, can you bag this up for me? And they say, oh, uh, what size aquarium do you have? I love that. 
because it's like okay they care they want to know if i'm going to do the right thing for the fish they don't just you know bag the fish up and move along they're actually asking me you know if i know what size tank this this fish needs to go in and i like that a lot yeah like i said I, i think they are just just understanding how big corporations like that work. I used to work for one. I used to work for one called Circuit City, and they're no longer in business, and it's not my fault. But, uh, you know, <laughs> when... It's 100% your fault. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... Because we know good. Best Buy is better. I did pretty good when I was there. But <laughs> I had to go to a school that was like a two-week school at Circuit City uh, to learn about TVs and learn sales techniques and all this kind of stuff. And I would imagine that Petco PetSmart does the same thing. Is it a two-week thing? I don't know. Or is it just a learning on the job or an online? Th- I don't know. I've never asked anybody, but I'm sure they have. Um, they're, they're put through something to understand the basic fundamentals. Um, and, you know, like I said, we've had multiple occasions where the, the employees that we've dealt with have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also had some. I, I know I particularly have had some scenarios where go in there, uh, okay, I, I'd like to have that fish, please. And they're just, okay. And they bag it up and they ring me up and never ask one question about it. That happens too. Uh, I've had that same scenario happen at, big, at, at mom and pop stores too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, almost everything that we would be critical of the big box stores, we've experienced that with mom and pops too. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind. But the other thing... Uh, that I would put as a, as kind of a con. I am a, I'm an old school guy. I'm a relationship guy. I, I, it's a, it's a very important thing for me to feel like I know the people I'm, I'm dealing with. It is, we have a Subway sandwiches in town. We go in there, the girl behind the counter knows us. She knows what we're going to order because we're both idiots and get the exact same thing every time. She pretty much has our orders memorized. Right. I went into Subway the other day. We hadn't been in there for a long time. She, how's your wife? Aww. You know, it, I love that. I, I think that's absolutely yeah. critical. And because those stores are so busy, they don't really have the opportunity to, to do that kind They're of thing. They're so busy because it seems like the big box stores are understaffed. And that's what I find to be, see, here I go, uh, you know, comparing to Crams Unlimited again, they have a lot of staff. Blue, blue shirts I running mean, around everywhere. You, you got somebody everywhere, and they're, if they're not with a customer, they're cleaning yep. or, you know, they're doing something to make the store look good. And it's like if Petco and PetSmart had as many employees as Mark did, I think it would be a better, a better store. <laughs> But you always see them understaffed. Yeah, particularly, um, well, I mean, we've always lived in kind of rural areas, uh, but the the Petco in King George, there was a lot of times you walk in there and you just don't see anybody. Yeah, the person (laughs) that you need to help bag fish, you know, who you would get to bag the fish, is ringing somebody up, and it's like... Or she's in the back of the store putting dog food up on the shelf, or, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was always more than one person, but, you know, if they had a truck or something, then one person has to deal with that, and the other person is doing everything else, and I just really felt bad for them, so I always go into stores like that with patience. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of that too has, um, I think a lot of that has to do with COVID. I mean, before COVID, I don't think it was as bad. Uh, you would see more, particularly at the one in King George, you mm-hmm. would see more employees in there. But I, I think COVID, they probably still haven't fully recovered from that. But the relationship thing is is a real thing. And, you know, if you have a Petco or a PetSmart that is two miles from your house like we used to have, you probably will go in there so much that you'll you'll develop those relationships. People know who you are when you walk mm-hmm. in the door. But for that person that's walking in for the first time that's thinking about getting started in this there isn't the time to cultivate that relationship right and and that would be nice it's just something i thought i would bring up now another thing that a lot of people watching this right now are expecting me to talk about they're expecting me to say the fish at petco and PetSmart, they're crap they're junk they buy from bad farms. They're, they're just, they're, they're terrible fish that they have there. And uh, go I ahead. I think it's funny because we know exactly where they get them from. Yeah. And it's the same place a lot of people get them from. And it's, it's not a bad place. That's the thing. It, it, and that's, you, you completely just ruined it for me. But oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. This is your show too. But I, I was going to say the same thing. This is completely false that those places have bad fish if they have bad fish you must understand your local mom and pop store has bad fish too because guess what they're buying them from the same place most of the time you know i mean there are different like distributors here and there but they're bringing them in from that place usually too and it's like yeah, so many of these fish come from the same place. Not every single one, of course. You do have, you know, different farms and stuff. Like with me getting betas, I don't get them from the exact same farm all right. the time. So there are different places. But as far as like your Petco, your PetSmart, and, you know, some of these other mom and pop stores, they get them from the same place. I remember going to a place, I don't remember the name of it, you'd probably remember, but I don't want to say the name of it because they're not even open anymore, but when we first opened our store, we were working with a distributor that was close to us. It was like, oh yeah. it took like an hour to get there. We would go there, and uh, you would you went there a whole lot more than I did, and you would hand select fish. And, oh yeah, the ones um, that we didn't get from the farm, like if, not the African cichlids. It was just the like community fish and goldfish and stuff. And I was like so picky about what I got because I wanted to make sure I hand selected a healthy fish because they would have they could have delivered to us. Right. But, you know, it was what an hour from us. But instead, I decided I'm going to drive up there. I'm going to hand select because I don't want them selecting my fish that I'm going to sell to somebody. I want to select it. Right. And I always pick the best. <laughs> I don't. Do you remember the name of that place? G and G. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, that was. They're no longer in business, and that really sucks. It was huge. Uh, it was yeah, huge facility. Yeah, it was facility. really big. Uh, when we first started working with them, I remember going up there one time. It was just me, and I went up there to to pick up an order, and I saw next to my order, it said PetSmart, and I was like, I didn't know at the time. I'm like you sell to PetSmart too? And he said, yeah, we sell to all the PetSmarts in the area. And I was like, wow, like 
that was a surprise to me. So, you know, there's only so many farms out there. There's only so many fish distributors out there. Um, they're buying their fish from the same places that your local mom and pop is too. Now, your mom and pop might go the extra mile and get fish, you know, from this specific farm and, and stuff like that. That's very true. But a lot of their really common fish and their community fish, their, their tetras, their barbs, their goldfish and things like that, your mixed African cichlids, they're all coming from the same place. So the, the quality of the fish is the same. Are they cared for as well at Petco PetSmart as the other places? I think an argument could be go could go both ways. I think it could be that they're cared for better, and then I think an argument argument can be made that they're not taken care of as good because they're in recirculating system. One fish gets sick, blah 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 blah. But I remember I would annoy them because I would go to the feeder fish section. And I would hand select feeder fish to sell as pet goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give these little fish a, a chance. <laughs> she was a Karen before there was a Karen. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think the, the system that PetSmart and Peco has, uh, Peco uses the Mars system, maybe not in their new stores, I'm not sure, but PetSmart's, We've been on a behind-the-scenes tour. This was before we even had a YouTube channel uh, because we're, there was a really cool PetSmart employee that we were dealing with, and they were like, yeah, let me show you. She was not supposed to do this, but she took us behind and showed us the workings of it. And I got to tell you, that particular system looked like something that you would see at a public aquarium. It was a massive, yeah. huge filtration system and all of this. It was absolutely bananas what they had in there. Way better than anything I've ever seen in a mom and pop store is what they had for their fish retail section. Unbelievable. And I, I think she actually told us in that same visit that they were downsizing it. And maybe they've downsized it even more since then. I don't know. But they have really good systems in place there. The only knock is that you know, it is a recirculating system and that can lead to potential problems. But I also think when it comes to a fish store, that's the most efficient way of doing things. Yeah, you have the risk. One fish comes in with it and it spreads and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, what are you going to do? Pay an employee to go through and water change every single tank while they're dealing with 4,000 customers that walk through the door and all the little kids running around it. It's almost impossible to ask that of somebody there. So for what they're doing, I think their system is, uh, is, is very, very good. And their fish are the same as everybody else's. So there you go. I think, uh, are we, wait, I can't remember. Are we on the pros or the cons? Uh, we're on the cons. Oh, okay. So one of the things I don't like <laughs> it better not be something that's already on my list going to steal my thunder. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, go ahead. I mean, and this this isn't this is with big box stores too or or mom and pop stores too, but I think hold on, I got a bug. Ugh. Anyway, um I think there's a difference. Okay. Beta fishing cups. You see that at Petco and PetSmart. And sometimes you can go in there and there'll be dead fish in cups, still in the cups. What I 
what I don't like is that they will sell or you know you'll you leave with the betta fish they don't tell you how to take care of the betta fish that it shouldn't be in a vase or whatever they don't tell you you know what I'm saying it's like people walk in they see a fish in a cup oh it doesn't need um, a heater it doesn't need a filter and yeah I know that there are certain situations that work for people but that's not what we have you know promoted I guess you could say um, as far as the care of a betta fish there are mom and pop stores though that have betas and cups too but the way they take care of them i'm not saying that i like cups but you can tell they are more on top of the water changing you know they're actually losing money if they lose fish because they're a mom and pops store where you know your big box store they're just like whatever and they chuck it in a dumpster and it doesn't matter to them about a betta fish but you know again like i said i i don't like to see them in cups but the ones usually at mom and pop stores are better taken care of and the people that are there will most of the time help guide you into helping take care of them because they're going to have more time and they want you to come back they want you to be successful so that you come back and buy fish food and get you know your, the beta fishes stuff so yeah, I guess that's my con as far as the big box stores. I'm really not a fan of them having uh, beta fish in cups. That's where I got bubbles. Yep. So, um, but I'm well, glad I got bubbles. I mean, I, I, of course, do not disagree with you, but. And a lot of their cups are marked wrong. It'll, they'll have a, a male and a cup that's marked female or the opposite, you know, and it's like, eh. I mean, we could probably do a, a whole podcast just on beta practices and beta retail and stuff like that. Um, you know, the only rebuttal I would have to you is uh, almost all mom and pop stores are doing the same thing. So no, not necessarily. Know, not some, all of them, but some are better than others. You know, um, some stores have that that beta system that it looks fancy and everything, but it's really just a container with water going through. I mean, it's a cup, <laughs> but it It'll looks make more better. of an effort than yeah, just having them it, in a cup. It looks better than a cup, but it's pretty much the same thing. But I, I think that, I don't know. I just, I'm just not a fan of seeing the betas in cups. Well, you're a, you're a beta snob. So of course that's going to bother you. I'm a beta snob too. So I, I agree with you. Uh, I'd like to see all pet stores do better with their betas, but Oh, anyway. and don't get me started on them putting a bunch of them in a tank, and they call it a sorority. <laughs> I've seen Petco and PetSmart do that, and that burns me up because they'll have, like, three females in there with a couple other fish, and then there's no plants, there's nowhere for them to hide, and their fins are all beat up. And I'm like, oh, come on, do better. <laughs> you know, just have one beta with the community fish or something. You know, don't have... Don't try to do a sorority if you're not going to do it right. You're teaching people the wrong way. <laughs> well, let's save that for the beta retail okay. uh, podcast. How about that? Yeah. We could go for the mm -hmm. entire show on that. But uh, the next thing, this is one that 
I talked about earlier as being a good thing because it brings in the uh, the people. But so it's, it's hard for me to say this as a con, but they set up their stores to entice those impulse buys. They set it up. They put the betas on the end caps mm -hmm. so that when the kids are walking by to go pay for mom's cat food, they see the betas right there in the cup and it's right there in their face, kind of like the candy at the grocery store. And, oh, mommy, 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 I want that. They have, if you notice, my, uh, the big box pet stores all do this. All of the, the Little Mermaid and cars and Finding Nemo and all of that stuff is as close to the register as possible because they know the kids are going to be standing there holding mommy's hand or they're going to be running around with their shoes off and they're going to be <laughs> seeing these things and they're going to say mommy 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 i i don't and think i just think that's dirty i mean i want these stores to introduce people to the hobby i want more people coming into the hobby um but i just don't want them being enticed that oh, way it's let's like let's not get started on the glowfish junk Oh, here we go. Yeah. I mean, I'm not downing the fish. <laughs> I'm not downing the fish. The fish is a fish. It's bright and colorful. It's easy for, you know, kids to want to have a cute, colorful fish. And adults like it, too. I'm not downing anybody for that. That's their thing. I don't like the products. That, that gets me because it does seem like the products for Glowfish what is that brand glow something uh, i don't know yeah i mean i think the brand is glowfish i, I don't know yeah and they have it right there it's right there on the end cap like you're talking yeah about. that's my and point i mean glowfish whether you like it or not i mean i don't care what anybody says that is a product that is directly marketed towards kids and they have it right you're not going to see those products buried in the back of the store they're mm -hmm. always going to be front and center with all the neon colors where the kids can see it and say, mommy, mommy, I want that. So, and don't be, I, you can't just say kids. Let's not offend the adults that like glowfish because a lot of people do like glowfish and that's fine. I'm not that's saying not, adults that like them are bad. I'm saying it's a product that's geared towards kids. It is. It definitely is. Um, so yeah, I, I don't like the, uh, let's entice the kids to pull on their mommy's hand and say, mommy, mommy, I want this. Even though I want more people coming into this hobby, I, I don't like that. That just seems kind of dirty to me. Now, another thing that I think a lot of people would be expecting me to say, uh, because we are a former fish store owner and we failed at it, um, and so you would expect me to be on one particular side of this argument, and that is the argument that big box pet stores run mom and pop stores out of business. Um, you know, it's it's the small electronics store and then Best Buy moves in across the street and nobody goes over to the small electronics store. They all go to Best Buy now. I mean, there are no small stores of really anything anymore. Everything's been eaten up by big box stores in every single industry. But I do not, this is another thing. I'm going to go against the grain on this one. I do not think at all big box pet stores shut down mom and pop stores. Oh, no. If they did, 
the mom and pop pet stores weren't doing anything right to begin with and they were complacent in their comfortable little spot and then another heavy hitter came into town everybody started going there instead of here that guy can't relax anymore and it's too late they, they've already gotten shut down that's not what happened to us our store shut down because we didn't know what we were doing the reason why i bring us up there was when while we were open people started talking about did you hear there's going to be a peco opening up in king george and they would be shocked when my reaction was awesome right i remember talking to dave burl about that i remember the look on his face when i said he told me that and i was like that's awesome i'm so because glad we couldn't we were not in a position to be able to sell fish tanks like big fish tanks we sold fish that needed to go in bigger fish tanks but you know somebody's coming along they want to get fish from you but they haven't even cycled a tank yet or bought mm -hmm. a tank well we need to be able to send them somewhere to buy it yep. and we weren't able to sell it to them so we were like yay petco's coming they're gonna help us that's right by selling these tanks and all the filters and all that stuff and we'll sell the fish and the fish food and educate people right and that was that was definitely something we were looking forward to and you're right we no longer have that fish store because we were not good business people we did not know what we were doing at that point but we still got a lot of traffic. The YouTube channel was very small, but people were coming. We did not have a problem with people coming to us. We, we were, it was just us. So to be open at all hours, you know, Monday through Sunday, it just wasn't gonna work because somebody had to clean the fish tanks, bag the fish, sell the fish, go get more fish. You know, I mean, there was just a lot for two people to do. So it wasn't a matter of not getting people to come. We just, we didn't. We just didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing at that time. And that, that was a shame, but Petco was not open while we were there, but it did open mm -hmm. shortly after we were, yeah. and we were not afraid of that at all. I mm -hmm. mean, again, if you get, you know, I've met a lot of very lazy fish store owners, uh, met some recently. And, you know, those guys, if a Petco or a PetSmart came to town, it probably would shut them down. And again, it's because they got complacent and lazy and, you know, it was more appealing to people to go to the PetSmart or Petco. Uh, not, it's not really PetSmart or Petco's fault. It's his fault for being complacent and, and being lazy. Uh, that's how I've always looked at it. I don't look at big corporations as shutting down the little man. I don't look at it that. Do your job, do it well, and, uh, and, and you'll be fine. We weren't, but that's because we didn't do our job well. And so, you know, it, it happened, and that's, uh, that's unfortunate, but I don't you know, need to I'm, keep. Um, one of the fish stores that I think have come a long way started off a lot smaller than we were but is in a good place now is schools of fish he didn't give up he kept doing what he had to do and he got where he needed to be and he's still selling fish and collecting fish and all that but you know i just i'm really happy for people that have been in it for a while and they've succeeded yeah and he had a long road to get where he is now he's got a big beautiful store now but 
Right. The store you used to have was a whoo. It was just this little place and it wasn't great, <laughs> but people knew where to go get the South American cichlids. We would send people to him. Mm -hmm. He'd send people to us for the African cichlids. It was great. He, he did really good with the space that he had. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. So, um, Rama would not be threatened by a mom and pop pet store coming to town. And yeah. I'm, he's in Richmond. I'm sure he's got them very, very close to him. It doesn't well, affect his business at all. There's a few others around him too, but I think Rama, Rama's doing it right. And he is the store in Richmond that I always recommend people go to, so. Absolutely. I think that if the big box pet stores go away, our hobby goes away. And I think they are that critical to this hobby. They're critical to the growth of this hobby, to bringing new people into this hobby, to, to providing those new people with the essentials in the beginning to get them started to where then they advance and they go to the mom and pop pet stores. That's no longer going to exist if the big box pet stores don't, uh, aren't around anymore. So do I think they're good for the hobby? Yes. I absolutely do think they're good for the hobby. I think we need them. I think we should be thankful for them. Though they have their flaws, I think they are an absolutely critical element to this hobby. And I'm going to let you give your final thoughts, unless you're just going to say, I agree with him. <laughs> well, I, I do. I agree with you. But there are things that they don't have. Sure. That mom and pop stores do have that you know maybe people don't realize you know you get you get better quality plants aquarium plants at mom and pop stores yep um usually at petco or PetSmart, you you might see a few things there but they're not usually great you know and they're tubes of what their tissue culture plants I don't think are always that great who who knows how long they've been on the shelf uh, but I, I do think mom and pop stores have better quality aquarium plants I don't disagree I agree I mean I think there's a there's a lot that can be said about the quality of a lot of things that come from mom and pop pet stores but again you're gonna get more knowledge at a mom and pop pet store too because you, you're going to get more personal attention they and everything give else you more attention and they care because they want you to keep coming back because they want you to succeed and they want you to come back and they want you to trust them and you know they they put more time into getting to know you usually a good mom and pop store will get to know you and you'll become that person that you know comes in and they're like hey john hi lisa how you doing you know they know you by your first name a lot of times you're not going to get that with petco and PetSmart, unless it's somebody that's been there a while but their um their uh employee turnaround is probably a lot higher too oh yeah for sure so you know the mom and pop stores they're going to value their employees more a good a good mom and pop store will and people are going to stick around longer because they're happy working for them it's true they're happy at their job i went to a mom and pop hardware store not too long ago and i walked in the door and the guy one of the guys in the store walked up to me and said hey did you end up getting that drain fixed oh 
there's there's nothing better than that. That's small town America. I mean, yeah. that you know, welcome to BF North Carolina, but I love that. And you're right. You're you're not all the time. Sometimes you may if you're yeah. in a if if it's a small town Petco because they're not only in big giant cities. Right. Uh, you may get that, but uh, it's not as likely as you would in the uh in the mom and pop store so i learned something uh when we were at aquariums unlimited a couple weeks ago uh i was talking to donnie and he said you know the whole seven years we've been open we've never fired an employee wow yeah i mean that's awesome now that's not saying we you know nobody's ever left but from what i can remember it's been pretty much the same people there. Wow. You know? And it, we've never talked about Donnie before. Donnie is Mark's partner, uh, business partner, part owner of yeah. uh, Aquariums Unlimited. And so he would know. <laughs> yeah. He would know about that. One of the employees when we were there, uh, he said, you know, I got my job here because of your YouTube channel. And I was like, oh, I remember hearing that. He said yep. I was 16 years old. And I said, well, how old are you now? And he said, I think he said 22. I was like, oh, my gosh, you've been wow. watching for a long time. <laughs> I, I think I know the guy you're talking about, but I'm not going to try to describe him on here because that would just be weird. I Plus, said he looked like Kent. Okay, we'll see. I was talking about somebody <laughs> different. So apparently we've gotten two people their right. jobs there. So, okay. Uh, but I think we've we've done well on that. I think we've gotten out all the information that we need to get on that. Yes, big box pet stores. They are a critical element to this hobby. We need them. And that's all that we're going to say about that. You, my lady, I need to get a little, um, what are those things? little stinger made for comment of the week, something that we're doing now. Oh. Comment of the week. You've got yourself a okay. good one today. Um, those who have stayed for this, you're going to be glad you did. So this comment of the week is actually an email that was sent to us and uh, it's from a, a video that was done like three years ago by John on the penguin filter. And so this, this email is in reference to that. And it goes like this. While I appreciate your videos about maintaining aquariums, I was shocked to see you allow your cat to play inside a plastic bag. I suspect other cat lovers viewing this video feel the same way. I am just grateful you ran that snippet long enough to show the cat escape from the bag with considerable effort. Otherwise, it would haunt me wondering if your cat suffocated while you filmed the instructional video. Please, Use only paper bags for cats to play in. <laughs> Haven't you seen all the warnings on plastic bags? This bag is not a toy. I hope you don't have children. <laughs> Signed, JP. And then they explain that this appears on your video demonstrating how to install the Penguin 150 filter. Okay. I waited a long time to comment on this. I did not email this person back. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. I really don't care. But the fact that you said, I hope you don't have children, 
really pissed me off. <laughs> All right, I have five children. I have three grandchildren, four, almost four grandchildren in December. Uh, there will be another one. And my kids are grown. I did not hurt any of them. They did not walk around with bags on their head. They're and all successful. They're all successful. And not only that, so are all the cats. They're, they're doing great. They're not successful. They're just cats, but <laughs> they're alive. And the cat that she or he is referencing is Reno. And at the time he was still kind of a kitten. He was playing around being a kitten. And he just, he got in a bag. John thought it was funny and showed him doing that. That cat is so fat now. And spoiled. And spoiled. And there's even more cats. If you watch my YouTube channel, Roots and Whiskers, you'll see that I am a, a cat lover. I'm not trying to let my husband kill cats and put them in bags and suffocate them. And it just, you know, I just want to share that with everybody else <laughs> because I thought that was the most ridiculous email that anybody could send us. Like, I am bored and unhappy with my life. I want to send this email and, and tell these people, I hope they don't have kids. That was so... See, that's... <laughs> when, when... I bet you they don't have a husband or a wife. That's the kind of person they are. When I read it for the first time, I, we get stuff like that. We get emails and comments. This is why I don't read the comment section of people that say dumb shit. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I'm sorry for the language, but that's what that was. Dumb shit. What that lady said. And I can normally, when I see that, I'm like, whatever, screw that person. They're, they're an idiot. But when you said, I hope you don't have kids, you, my lady, you cross the line. I hope you don't have kids so they don't grow up to be like you. There you go. Because we don't need idiots like you that think you know everything out there. You're a crazy cat lady. Go back home, pet your cats, and shut your damn mouth. <laughs> now, let's move on. Don't but you dare say, I, I hope you don't have kids. Screw that I'm lady. I'm a crazy cat lady too, but I'm not going to like... I, I don't know. I see some really bad things on like Instagram or, you know, stories or whatever, shorts or whatever. And, you know, people are doing things just to get views and they're hurting animals on purpose. This was just a cat playing. This was a cat being a goofball. <laughs> I had my camera in my hand. I'm like, oh, look how cute. I put it on there. And this dumbass thinks that I thank God you've showed long enough to know that the cat was OK. Do you do you think I wouldn't have? <laughs> anyway. I, I don't have any more time for stupid people. Do you do you want to make that Lisa's world or do you want to uh, do you want to do Lisa's world? I don't have nothing for Lisa's world. Okay, well then I will move on to John's world. I have a fascinating thing that happened. I lied. To me. Can you edit uh, that out? What? For Lisa's world, I do have a Lisa's world. Okay, well then I'm going first because okay. I already started. Okay. And you know, geez, I already played the sound effect. Oh, so you're not <laughs> editing that out? No, this is all, none of this is being edited out. Even me calling that lady a dumbass. Uh, none of it's being edited out. 
I had something fascinating happen to me, as I started telling you earlier before I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, I've never had this happen to me. And I'm curious to know if anyone else has experienced something like this. I am, and I have been since the 90s, probably the biggest fan of the band Stained that exists on Earth. Um, I've been through a lot of things in my life. I'm not going to sit here and try to cry the blues. I, I have got it made, okay? But I've had some periods in my life that were, you know, not as pleasant. And that band, particularly Aaron Lewis, got me through a lot of stuff. You know about my obsession with that band. I, I love that band so much. And I consider myself to be very fluent in their discography, if you will. I was listening to Stained the other day. I don't know what I was doing. Who cares? It doesn't matter. I was listening to them just on Apple Music, listening to their Essentials uh, uh, channel on Apple Music. And a song came on that I was like, holy crap. I mean, no, they're, they're releasing new material. And I heard it and I was like, whoa, this is so good. And, and I listened to it again. And I listened to it again. And I listened to it on, on replay. I know what we were doing. We were putting that together. Oh, yeah. I even told you about this. Yeah. I can't say what it is that we were putting together because that's coming. That's a surprise. But um, I listened to this song nonstop on loop for like four hours straight. I was like, this is the most amazing thing. And then I, I get back in the house and I look it up. Song came out in 2004. Wow. It's on, this is what's the real bitch of it. Okay, I'm cursing a lot in this video today. It's on my favorite Stained album that's ever been released. Actually, no, Break the Cycle would be my favorite. 14 Shades of Grey would be my second favorite it's the second song on that album right after Price to Play. It's called How About You. It was released in 2004, and I was not exposed to it. I think what happened is I've heard it before. Obviously, I've heard it before. I owned that in CD form. <laughs> I've heard it before, but for whatever reason, it didn't click with me, but it clicked with me now. And it is probably... It's not my favorite Stain song. I think my favorite Stain song is uh, is Reality. It's I, I could go through a long list of my favorite Stain songs, but I think Reality is going to be is my favorite song of all time. I've actually thought of getting the chorus of that song tattooed on me. Uh, love that song so much. I think How About You is probably number two, and I am the idiot that has been listening to this band ever since they came out in the early '90s with Limp Biscuit, and I, I can't believe, I'm embarrassed that now I hear this song and I'm just completely amazed by it, but it's been out since 2004. Well, nobody would have known if you didn't tell them. Has anybody else experienced anything like this? Have you heard a song and been like, wow, that's an amazing song, and then you realize, oh, it's been out forever. Like, ugh, I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> that's that for me. I'm embarrassed by that. Uh, now... I'm embarrassed for you. You should be. Now we can move on to... Lisa's World! Well, for Lisa's World, I, you know, I figured I should give an update on Izzy. 
I makes sense. Yeah, I know. I've had a lot of people ask, and uh, I appreciate that. Really, I do. Um, Izzy's surgery went very well. She had three incisions. Uh, they went in. They got the mass out, and uh, it was like this big. It was this. It was a little bigger than a golf ball, and they got it out. It wasn't attached to her intestines, so she was able to heal quicker. And uh, she was such a trooper. She did so good. I went to my daughter's for a couple days, and I stayed there. And you wouldn't even think this child had had surgery. She was so happy and just, she did better than adults. <laughs> but uh, as far as that goes, everything came back good which is awesome uh they did when they went in they did find uh two other things like probably not a big deal but they want to keep an eye on them and they're two uh cysts on her ovaries uh so they're going to check on that in four months but we're thinking positive like you know maybe it'll just dissolve or go away by then if not then you know they'll talk about that but as of now Izzy's doing great and I just wanted to update everybody and let them know and thank you for asking I wish I could show the picture right now but my I I've known babies are resilient I mean babies can go through a lot and and they can bounce back really really fast my biggest fear as a parent of five JP uh <laughs> It's the, the afterwards that terrified me with her. Right. Like, these are first-time parents. They've only been parents for 13 weeks. Right. And they're having a child get surgery. And my biggest fear was they're going to bring her home and she's going to be miserable. And she's, you right. know, there's nothing worse than being a parent of five, JP, of a sick baby or a baby that's in pain. And that, that terrified me. You sent me a picture before you even got home, I think. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was sitting here with Jay before I busted Jay's lip. Okay. And uh, you sent me a picture of them releasing her from the hospital the day of the surgery. And it was a picture of her in a stroller like, ah, like as she happy as so can be. so happy. Yeah, she was doing so well that she got to go home the same day as the surgery. And they were, they were expecting her to stay two nights. Yeah. And, and they let her go and they said, you know, of course they made sure she was out of anesthesia. You know, it had worn off and all that. It had been about 12 hours, maybe 14 hours when they, uh, when they sent her home, but she just did so good. And her incisions, I've seen pictures this week of what they look like and they've healed amazing. I mean, it's just incredible how well I love that surgeon too, Dr. Boomer. <laughs> what a cool name. Yeah, she's awesome. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna put that picture up right here. I'm gonna do it in editing. I, I thought I had it on my computer, but I don't. I'm gonna just to show you that picture of her being released from the hospital the day of the surgery. And when I saw that picture, it just, uh, all my worry went away. I was so, so thrilled about that. Uh, great job. Dr. Boomer. Uh, and uh, yeah, she's doing very, very well now. So really excited about that and a huge relief. But we've been rambling for a long time. It is time for you to 
sign us off. We're, we're all done here. Well, have a wonderful day. I know I'm going to have a yummy birthday dinner and some birthday cake before this goes up. Uh, well, yeah. And then we'll see you in the chat. Yeah. <laughs>